Hallelujah, thine the glory. Hallelujah, amen. Hallelujah, thine the glory. We praise Thee, O God, for the Son of Thy love. Let's stand as we sing. Oh, Jesus, who died and is now gone above. Hallelujah, by the glory. Hallelujah, amen. Hallelujah, by the glory. Revive us again. This is a very special service. Today we've entitled it Noel. Sing Christmas because we're going to have the opportunity just to sing and share the message, the gospel through song. So we're excited to do that today. And uh, it's going to have a lot of different uh, flavors to it. You're going to hear from the choir as well. And then also you'll hear from our praise team later in the service. And there's a couple of numbers where you're going to have um, piano. We call it eight hands on two pianos. So uh, you've got four players on two pianos and some great Christmas music. So, um, you know, this is not a concert. It is a worship service. So we want to keep that in mind. It's a presentation to the Lord as we share our gifts and our talents together to glorify him at Christmas. I was telling the choir this morning, we get the chance to share the gospel again through music and through song. I do want to make one reference to the beautiful flowers that are given today. There they are. And they're uh, presented to the glory of God in memory of James Marshall Vaden and Wanda Stevens Vaden um, by the family. So we appreciate those flowers that are given today. We're going to begin by singing together 184 angels we have heard on high. We'll sing the first, the third, and the fourth stanza. May we stand as we sing. Come to Bethlehem. 
Good morning. Good morning. And good morning. All right. There we go. So look, that was that was an amazing way to start. What a what a blessing it is to be in God's house this morning. What a blessing it is to see you all. Um, member and guest alike. It's a, it's truly a a gift uh, to to come together on this Lord's day and and to be able to worship in this capacity. Now, I, I don't want to. I don't want to burden this uh, service with any kind of announcements or anything like that. But I do want to to take an opportunity to 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 thank you know, Brother Richard, uh, the musicians and the choir, and all of those that were involved in putting this together. Thank you very much for for the gift that we're going to offer together to the Lord in worship. Um, it's a lot of work, and uh, and, it, and and a lot of it's unseen. And so I just wanted to make sure that. That, uh, that it was publicly recognized for what it was. And, uh, and it is a gift. As Brother Richard beautifully captured, it, this is a gift to the Lord. Um, uh, it's not maybe necessarily the traditional way that we uh, to share the gospel, but, but it is through worship, uh, through the music. And so, uh, welcome. Welcome to First Baptist Church this morning. Thank you for being here. Um, I, I want to pray for us for, for just a moment. Uh, go to the Lord in prayer and pray. And, and then in just a moment... Um, Dr. Frank and Miss Teresa Clark are going to come, and they're going to light our fourth candle uh, of the Advent wreath here to my right, your left. Um, we're going to we're going to light the the last of the four today, um, and then this Saturday, Christmas Eve, we're going to come back and we're going to assemble once again and do a candlelight service here at the church, um, and then we're going to last we're going to light the last candle, which is the Christ candle. Um, and so we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna rejoice and, and, and worship the Lord together in the, the Lord's Supper and a candlelight service and song and, 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 and in word um, and, and bring in the celebration of the birth of our Lord. So welcome to First Baptist Church. Let's pray together and then I will move on out of the way. Let's, let's all pray and go to the Lord. Father, we thank you this morning. Father, we rejoice and we're grateful this morning that we can come into your presence and that we can offer this gift of worship. Father, we thank you for this day that's been set aside since the foundations of the world were, were formed. God, this day that's, uh, that, that is in celebration, Father, of the gift that you give to us in Jesus Christ our Lord. Lord, we, 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 we pause and we appreciate all of the, the blessings that come through the gift of Christ. We, we thank you for the forgiveness of sin. We thank you for salvation. We thank you for grace. Lord, as we can sit here in this, in this sanctuary together with, with our brothers and sisters and that we can come together in knowledge that you have forgiven us by grace through faith. And Father, that was all made possible because your Savior, Jesus Christ, was born in a manger, uh, gave access to the entire world. Uh, Father, died on a cross for the remission of sin and was resurrected to power on the third day. And Father, we, we celebrate this time of year because it's heightened. We, we, we thank you for the, the holy day that we have set aside on our calendar to observe these things. And Lord, I'm just thankful personally 
that I get to do it today with my brothers and sisters here at First Baptist Church. Father, I thank you for the giftedness and the talent that you have given to those behind me and those in front of me. Father, I just pray now that you receive this gift of worship. Uh, Father, that it is honoring to you, that it glorifies your name, and that it advances your gospel around the world. Uh, Father, thank you for this time together. We ask that you now bless our service, and we pray this in Christ's name. And amen. Dr. Frank, Ms. Teresa Clark. Today we see the first three candles of the Advent wreath have been lit. The candles of hope, peace, and joy. Now we'll light the fourth candle of Advent. This is the candle of love. Jesus demonstrated self-giving love in his ministry as the Good Shepherd. Advent is a time for kindness, thinking of others, and sharing with others. It is a time to love as God loved us by giving us his most precious gift. As God is love, let us be love also. And from the Gospel of John, we hear these words from our Lord. I give you a new commandment, that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you should love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. John 13, 34, and 35. Thank you. 
alone is worthy. For he alone is worthy. For he alone is worthy. For he alone is worthy. Oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come.
couldn't have a service without taking an offering. We're a Baptist church. This is our offertory hymn. Good Christian men rejoice. Let's stand together. Hymn 183. We'll sing all the verses. Good Christian men Christian marriage, with heart and soul and all. 
This is where you come in as we get the chance to just exalt the name of Jesus. Jesus Messiah, let's stand together as we sing, as we worship, and as we lift our voices in song.
far has been just beautiful and um, and I'm grateful for it and I, I want to for just a moment just gather us around the word of God specifically from first chronicles if you have your Bibles turn with me in them just briefly for for a moment this morning in first chronicles chapter 17 I want to I want to offer a reflection this morning uh, it's it's been it's been alluded to several times already in the word in the the music the words of the music um, and I really want to just kind of continue the theme that we've enjoyed from the Word of God over the last several weeks. And without getting into a lot of detail, I want to just expose to us this morning the kingship of Christ. Um, the king of all kings. Because it wasn't just a child that was born in Bethlehem. It wasn't just a baby who was conceived by Mary. It was the king of all kings. And that is, that is the beauty of Christ. That was the promise that, we're, that we read about in 1 Chronicles chapter 17. Follow along with me as I read to you verses 11 through 14. God, speaking through the prophet Nathan, had this to say to David. And it shall be when your days are fulfilled, when you must go to be with your fathers that I will set up your seed after you, who will be of your sons, and I will establish his kingdom. He shall build me a house, and I will establish his throne forever. I will be his father, and he shall be my son. And I will not take my mercy away from him, as I took it from him who was before you. And I will establish him in my house, and in my kingdom forever, and his throne shall be established forever. The world has known many great kings. The world has known many bad kings. The world has known many leaders and rulers and statesmen and, 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 and people who we have attributed authority to. Uh, we can go through scripture and we can read about kings like Nebuchadnezzar. Um, we can read about, from the history books, kings like... Um, Oh, man, I don't know. We, we got the Alexander. We got uh, kings from England. We got, we got all of these rich traditions of, of leaders uh, the world has known. But none of them have risen to such a degree and to such a standard and to such an exaltation than has Christ. 
Because what was promised by God in 2 Chronicles, or rather 1 Chronicles, to David was a kingship that would have no end. The king of Israel, or the kings of Israel, started with Saul and continued on through David. They ended with Christ. Christ is the final king of Israel. Christ is the fulfillment. He is the, the, the unconditional promise of the Davidic covenant that God gave to David. The promise that a king would come after the lineage of David. That from the seed, from the line, from the, from the tribe of David would come a king that would surpass all of the others. That in his lineage, this king would build a new house. That's what he said to us in verse 12. He shall build me a house and I will establish his throne forever. This new house that the Lord was speaking of was the church. It was the temple of us. You see, in the Old Testament, the worship of God was facilitated at the temple. The priests would facilitate the worship of Yahweh. The people would come and they would worship God. But through the seed of David, worship would be facilitated through the individual. The body of Christ would dwell with his people. They, their bodies, if you will, would replace worship and the place of communion with God. The temple now is our bodies. And we commune with God with worship. We fellowship with him through this new house that was built by Christ, the church. You see, we come and we gather in this building that's beautiful and we worship together with songs that are beautiful and all of those things. But we, the bodies that we represent today, are the church. We are the fulfillment of the house that was built on Christ. He being the chief cornerstone. The generations that have preceded us and the generations that will, that will be long after us will continue this structure that abounds from the lineage of Christ. God promised David that his throne, Christ's throne, would be established forever. There would be no kings after Christ. There would be no need for another king because Christ would be the king of all kings, the Lord of all lords. His authority would know no bounds. His dominion would know no end because his throne would be established forevermore. And then lastly, from the Davidic covenant, we find that in verse 14, that the kingdom itself will have no end. You see, this morning, we worship a king whose kingdom has already been built. And that one day it will be established upon the earth forevermore and there will be no end, there will be no end to it. The kings that have come and they have risen and they have, been, they, have been, they have been exalted in their earthly state. They have all come and they have met their demise. They have ended. Their, their reigns have faded. But the reign of Christ's will never end. We bow in submission to this lordship. We bow in submission to his mercy and to his grace. And as we have already examined in the last several, the last several sermons, the covenants that God made with Noah and with Abraham and with Moses, they are all fulfilled in the covenant that God made with David in Christ. 
The promises of land, the promises of a seed, the the promises of blessing and salvation are all fulfilled. They reach their zenith in Christ. And it's him of who we seek. It's him of who we sing about in the songs and the hymns. It's the gospel of good news to the world that has never been heard before. It's the message that was first shared with the shepherds by the heavenly host. That Messiah would come. That he would come from the lineage of David. And that the king that they sought would reign forevermore. You know, I know when we look around the world today that that it looks bad and things are broken and things are falling apart around us. And that leaders that 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 we want to trust and that we should be able to trust that they fail us here and there, they fail us left and right, and, and all of these kinds of things. But know this morning that the Lord Jesus Christ is still on his throne. No one has dethroned our Lord. Nothing can come between him and his people. No one can usurp his authority. His permissive will is but for a time. Kingdoms will rise, kingdoms will fall, leaders will lead, and then they will, they, will, they will meet their grave. But Jesus Christ reigns forever. This morning as we approach next Sunday, Christmas, we reflect upon the fact that the Davidic covenant and that our king was born in a manger. It wasn't an accident. It wasn't circumstance that brought him to Bethlehem to be born in such a way. It was divine providence. Heaven opened up and gave to us a child. And his name was Jesus. He was the king of all kings. Born in flesh, he dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory. Amen, church. Let's pray before the choir comes and closes us out. Father, we thank you this morning for this wonderful reminder to your servant David. Father, that, that a king would come from him, from his lineage, from his tribe. And Lord, that, that this king would establish a house for worship. That this king would establish a throne that would surpass all other thrones. And Father, that his kingdom upon which he reigns as Prince of Peace, as Wonderful Counselor, as Mighty God, as Everlasting Father, that his kingdom would have no end. Father, this kingdom that you built upon Christ, this promise of the gospel that's been extended to mankind, Father, is the most wonderful gift of grace that our world could ever behold, that it could ever receive. And Father, as we just contemplate upon it this morning, our minds, our hearts are, are, are too small to even receive the fullness of it. And so, Father, in our humanity, meet us. Commune with us. Fellowship with us. As we worship you, Father, the King of all kings and the Lord of all lords. Father, may your throne be established forevermore and may your kingdom have no end. Father, the bless, bless the assembling of your saints this morning as, as we lift our voices in song and in gospel. And may you be glorified and exalted 
above all kings. In Jesus' name, and amen.